Christina, to you first. We've been hearing calls from last week, um, led by the Social Democrats first, and then Sinn Féin for the Minister for Justice and the Guard, the Commissioner, to resign. That continued at leaders' questions from those two parties again today. Yeah, so um, it was very much still on the agenda during leaders' questions. Um, Helen McEntee was actually standing in um, in leaders' questions. Some people, you know, scratching their head about when that decision was made and why a decision wasn't taken to perhaps put someone else in her place because it very much put her back into the the line of fire from Sinn Féin um, saying that she had to go, that, um, you know, in any other job um, in the private sector that she'd be gone at this stage if, if, if... there was um if they were facing such criticisms um but she did come out um you know fighting i think you know people were saying she seemed a lot more um uh, you know stronger maybe in her in her position um and where she was coming from from the government but we did have um unusual scenes where louise o'reilly was um discussing the school um in which the attack took place on thursday and um some scenes where she um showed a photograph um of of a man near the school um who seemed to be intoxicated saying that you know the children and the families had been through enough of that school and then only days later they were faced um, with someone like this just out of the school questioning security and uh, and all the rest. Now this yeah, I think Gary, had, Gary Gannon, I think, had mentioned Gary Gannon had, had raised this as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, Helen McEntee kind of came back saying, you know, we have a responsibility in this house. Um, you know, there are rules, um, parliamentary rules about not having slogans um, in the doll and not showing photographs. Um, so a bit of an unusual move, I think. A lot of people have hit back at Sinn Féin, I think, for that tactic um, about what they were trying to achieve, I suppose, here. There's already a lot in the mix, I think, since Thursday to discuss. So it was a bit of an unusual um move from from my perspective I think for them to take today But I suppose the possible logic between having Helen McEntee out at leaders questions today was it avoids some of the political theatre around getting the minister back in to make statements or answer questions that we've seen on other issues over the last number, say, over the, over the last year or so. Yeah, um, you know, I think even last night we had statements from Helen McEntee in relation to the, the, the violent scenes and some people were saying that that was almost nearly felt like a motion of confidence in her because she was had to come out with statements and, and she had to sit there and take those criticisms. Leaders' questions today, again, focusing on that and I think the next big focus is next week when she'll appear before the committee Um, so we've had Drew Harris now Um, the minister is due to appear in the Justice Committee I believe um, next Thursday so look I think there's very much uh, their position is, is from my perspective I think hanging the balance depending on what exactly happens over the coming days. If we see um, the Guardian not be able to get a handle on Dublin City Centre, if we see um, more escalated violence be, for whatever reason, um, over the next couple of days, I think they could be in trouble. But if they can weather the storm, there doesn't seem to be a significant appetite between all the coalition parties. There's a few dissenters, you know, we've had a few within the par- um, within the coalition parties speaking out. Um, but I think it really does depend on what happens over the next coming days. All right, let's fast forward to the committee. We'll, we'll get, we'll get, because um, one, obviously the other person whose resignation was being called for by the Social Democrats and Sinn Féin was Drew Harris. Here he was before the committee setting his face against resignation. 
I'm not going to resign. Uh, I care too much actually about this job. I care too much about the responsibilities that I have to protect the people of Ireland and to lead in Garda Shikana. I have a huge amount of work to do and part of that work is the response to, uh, response to this. And so I have no intention whatsoever of resigning. That was Drew Harris there uh, in front of the committee making his intentions clear uh, in answer to Fine Gael's Colin Brophy. Briefly then, Christina, mm-hmm. just give us, run us through what else he said in terms of changes mm-hmm. that would be introduced following uh, last week's riots in terms of equipment, deployment of recruits and other measures. Yeah, so there was a lot to unpack, I think, um, in the Justice Committee there where Drew Harris was appearing. He, as we heard there, he said he was not going to resign, that he was very much dedicated to the job. He was speaking about the facial recognition technology, saying that this had had been somewhat overblown in terms of the criticism that he'd heard to date about it, saying that really um, they don't want to go as far as the EU in terms of having it on the public streets, that it's really to be used retrospectively um, for incidences like this where they have, you know, thousands of hours of CCTV camera and it's about identifying people quickly and being able to move ahead with prosecution. So I think he was trying to sort of dampen down any sort of um, real concerns about the rollout of that. We heard that that they're going to get additional resources such as tasers, pepper spray. They want to buy um, a water cannon so they don't have to bring two down from the north. Um, and you know, then there'll be a whole issue, I think, about training of that. Um, more helmets, I think that was one of the criticisms of, of Gardaí out on the street last Thursday, that they didn't have adequate head protection. And then there was um, a good bit of discussion as well between Alan Kelly and the Garda Commissioner about Garda recruitment numbers. Um, so, you know, at there was. There was. A, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a tutorial in mathematics I know, that ended up running down It was, a, it was a bit like a, you know, a countdown moment with everyone trying to tot up the figures about who was how many people had been through Temple more. But you look, the minister has been at, right. at pains to say they're going to have a certain amount of guardy recruitment through through Temple Moor and we found out that there's going to be a significant number going through the door, you know, in mid-December. They're not going to have much training under their belt, um, you know, come the new year. But look, they say they're going to ramp up the numbers uh, in the new year. So we'll really have to see if they can live up to that. OK. Um, Breed Smith, we'll, we'll come to because your party colleague, Mick Barry, during Leader's Questions raised some of the issue around the response, the policing response and, and what the appropriate policing response might be. We'll get to that uh, shortly. But I just want to, just want to get your own view on the questions that were answered first of all by the Minister for Justice at Leaders Questions and then second of all um, by the Garda Commissioner in front of the committee. Were you reassured at all by what you heard in terms of how things were dealt with as the timeline unfolded in terms of the response to the events last Thursday? Uh, No, because I think the whole issue is much, much deeper and much more complicated than just law and order. So I'm not reassured by any of it. Um, uh, we might go into that a bit, but um, we will. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we, we yeah. Sure I, we will, yeah. Just, just to say, I mean, I was only thinking about it today. I was calling for Drew Harris's resignation before he was even appointed, because the the appointment itself was controversial. He 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 hadn't been involved in the PSNI and previously the RUC in an area where there was loads of allegations of collusion with loyalists and particularly around the Miami. Uh, killings in, but this in, did not not specifically relating to him, but but in relation in to relation information to that would force. be released uh, yeah. by, by the PSNI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was raising that I was working with uh, some of the survivors of the Miami Showband uh, massacre and um, was raising it in the doll before he was appointed. So I mean, I don't think that the issue was about him or her. 
I think it runs much, much deeper. And I neither do I believe that we should weaponize this and give more tasers and more cannon and more this, that and the other. Helmets are certainly a sensible thing, even if you're on a bike, they're a, a sensible thing to have. But I think what's really going on here is something that we're deflecting from the real causes of it. And we're not looking at the roots of this and we're deflecting from the failure <clears throat> of policing of, of fascist movements that have been growing in this country for the last number of years and have been very dangerous and very overtly threatening and abusing uh, the, the sort of seemingly privilege they've had because they haven't been arrested, questioned, taken in and stopped doing things like harassing workers in libraries, threatening to burn, uh, burn um, um, refugees out of hostels, threatening politicians calling to our homes. People like me, etc. have had visits to our home. Last night they were threatening Gino Kenny. This goes on all the time and they're getting away with it and they're emboldened by it. So do you think that the calls for the resignation of the Garda Commissioner and the Minister for Justice were a distraction or even indeed might, might embolden the far right elements Absolutely, that you're talking about that were involved in some of those protests. It's a distraction and it's taken away from the focus we should be having on wider issues that are going on in our society, very troubling issues. And number two, um, I'd, I'd say these guys are delighted because of their talking point of everything and they have the government in chaos because that's what they want is chaos and division and they want uh, uh, and that's feeding and helping them to um, to thrive. Now, I'm, the government keeps saying we're all in this together. We're actually not all in this together because a lot of the government's inaction on things like housing, health, Childcare, uh, how they've uh, how how they're dealing with inequality in our society, have fed the rhetoric of the far right uh, movement and the fascist organisations that are clearly growing in this country. All right, um, Robbie, the the um, the issue of uh, the how the, the policing was handled last week. Um, and the timeline as it unfolded. Some of your party colleagues have had questions to ask Timmy Dooley um, on, on Claire FM recently uh, saying that the commissioner didn't enjoy his confidence. So there are there's patchy support for the commissioner uh, in, in the coalition. Does that extend to the justice minister and are you a member of that cohort that has his doubts about um, the commissioner? Well... I had an opportunity today to attend the um, Justice Committee meeting with the Commissioner and went on, started about one thirty, went on till for over three hours. And uh, I think it was a useful uh, exercise in that it allowed members of the Justice Committee and indeed many other members of the Rockters as well to come down and ask questions of uh, what exactly happened uh, last Thursday night and the response of the Gardaí uh, in relation to all of that. And I think it was a useful exercise. Um, there's no doubt that learnings will have to be taken from it um, by all parties involved. Um, and it's how we take those learnings moving forward uh, will determine a great deal as to uh, people's confidence or no confidence in the Commissioner. So you're reserving judgment, it sounds like. No, I, I'm quite satisfied at the moment that, based on what I've heard today, uh, that the Commissioner... Uh, has a grip of the situation. Um, I think that he was very honest in his answer today. Um, he faced up to the shortcomings that were, um, and he's promised a comprehensive review. Uh, I asked for an independent review myself uh, of how the entire thing was handled. To be conducted uh, by whom? To whomever. Um, um, but it's important that uh, what happened last Thursday night was frightening. Uh, and there was a period when law and order was out of control in the city. 
Right, but there's no, no, there's no hiding away from that fact. So it's important that we take the learnings from what happened uh, and that we bring those learnings into, please God, it won't happen again, but in the event of it does, that we're better prepared uh, to take on what, what, what happens to manifest in front of our eyes. All right, you, you're a former guardian yourself. Did you, you, you worked in, in, in the Cowan Monaghan Division, was it? In, yeah, um, and I, I spent eight years uh, as a member of the Gardaí in, in the Monaghan area, yeah. And, and as, as the Commissioner explained how the timeline uh, unfolded, and the decisions for Gardaí not to move further out of, I suppose, what would be a relatively protected bottleneck in Parnell Square down to the wider street where they may have been more exposed. You, you could see the operational rationale for that, could you? I, I could, uh, although thankfully my experience of such um, um, activities, if I can put it that way, uh, glad, I'm glad to report I didn't have any in Monaghan. Uh, the people of Monaghan were all well, well, well uh, good law-abiding citizens. Uh, but on a more serious note, um, I can see the rationale behind it. I suppose there are concerns about perhaps the the, the speed of reaction from the Gardaí. Um, there was questions today in relation to who had overall um, command in relation to uh, deploying members to go here, there, whatever. And um, I know on the primetime programme last night, a member of the GRA had said yeah, Niall that... Niall Hodgins, who's the, the uh, Dublin Central yeah, he rep said that, for the GRA. That members yeah. were texting each other. That was put to the commissioner of the day and he responded that there was a command structure in place and they were using uh, WhatsApp in order to get messages across. And he said some members took it upon themselves to message their colleagues, to ask them to come in and assist, and many of them did, and I commend them for doing that. All right. Um, Sean Canney, did you feel reassured after hearing from the Justice Minister today and the Commissioner at the committee that grip is being established, lessons have been learned, and do you support the calls for either party to resign? Well, answering your last question first, I think uh, the resignation of either of um, the commissioner or the minister uh, would be uh, a leg up for the people who were out in the streets um, uh, causing mayhem last Thursday evening. It would give them a status that they do not deserve and should never have. And I agree with with, uh, Bridge that this is not just a justice issue, and I said this not all, it's also a whole of government issue. There are serious problems within the with the Garda Force. We had a private member's motion from the regional group uh, a number of weeks ago in which we asked the Taoiseach to set up a task force which he would head up to look at all aspects of policing, including uh, morale that's within the force and all of that. What happened on Thursday night, I, I do believe that when you look back at it, it's like looking back at a football match and saying, well, if that fella had kicked that ball over the bar, we'd have a different result or whatever. I think that we, lots of things didn't happen that should have happened. I think things uh, got out of hand. And I do believe that if we're going to do anything, we have to learn the lessons that uh, uh, to prepare ourselves and to have a command structure and to have <coughs> protocols in place so that everybody knows where they're at. And I, I, I would also say that, that um, it is something that uh, the Gardaí on the ground, some of them were left uh, very vulnerable and, and were left isolated. And I think that for me was, was a serious a serious issue. All but right. let's look at all of these things. Let's, let's take it out, out of the heat and let's see what we can do to actually, if, if we have another incident like this, that we're better prepared, we have the equipment and we have the water cannons. Because I think by having them in place and people knowing that they're in place, it is also a deterrent. And the, the distinction that was made by the Garda Commissioner between facial recognition technology 
and the use of uh, artificial intelligence after the event to help Gardaí search through uh, video footage. Do you mind either way or were you reassured I, that that's, uh, that infringes less on civil liberties? Well, I'd be very simply uh, putting it this way, that we have technologies now that we didn't have before and they're being used by people uh, who are, are causing uh, crime and are out on the streets and they're using social media and whatever else. And I think the Gardaí should be equipped with every bit of uh, digital um, um, infrastructure that's there to help us, first of all, um, um, try and stop and prevent crime, but also to ensure that people who are committing crime are brought to justice and that we we have to ha- have to be very strong on that and we cannot try and talk about the, the, the 10% or the 5% that it might go wrong with. But I think it's important right. that people know it's there and will be used and, and that there'll be no toleration of what happened last Thursday night.